Welcome Starseeds, my name is Gemma Petherbridge and this is The Soul Student, a podcast for the spiritually inclined and curious. Each week I'll present to you new techniques and teachings, some as old as the mystery schools themselves. We will meet and learn from people who are clearly on their soul path, with the aim of helping you reach your own unique soul purpose. So let's begin. And welcome back. So today we are going to be joined by the lovely Jodie Elliott from Rad Creative. Jodie is the graphic designer for my current business, but she's also worked with me in my previous business. So I've known her quite a long time. Previously, before that, I used to work in London and I met lots of different designers for the different corporations that I worked for. And I cannot emphasize enough the skills and level of ability that Jodie has. She's amazing like her design process is second to none so I am championing her at the moment do go and look at her work once you finish with the episode you will be amazed so she's the perfect person to communicate with to go to as you start your business she is someone who specializes in working with new businesses and small businesses and also is very good at working with holistic and spiritual businesses So today, Jodie and I discuss how you would work with a graphic designer to set up your business and to support you through the running of your business, and also how they help you through the branding stage, which from my personal experience, I do find the owners of a business can be a little bit too close to the dream of that business to get the branding perfect. And you'll see Jodie and I discuss that as well as so much more juicy information. So without further ado, guys, let's begin. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you for joining. Um, So to start with, I'm going to ask the question that I ask everybody, which is, can you tell us about your current soul purpose? Yeah, so my current soul purpose is, I believe, to help and empower people using my creativity. Um, So I think it stems from coming from a family of helpers, and I've got that need to feel like what I do is making a difference in someone else's life or doing good in some way. Um, I'm also a projector in human design and projectors are said to have the capacity to see the big picture, recognise the talents and gifts of others and bring people together. Um, They hold the knowledge but wait for the invitation from others to share it and I feel like that's really relevant to me. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I love that. Knowing you so well, that sums you up, doesn't it? It does. It feels so relevant. The more I look into human design, the more I think it's just spot on. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, no, honestly, that everything I'm sure we're going to chat about, you summed it up there. So I love that, that it's so relevant to you. Human design isn't something I've got into yet, but it's on the to-do list because everybody speaks so highly of it and it sounds like you're the same yeah cool okay so moving on from that do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself your brand and what you do sure so I'm Jodie I'm a self-taught graphic and brand designer Uh, I started my business rad creative as a bit of a side hobby to do something creative so after I graduated from uni I really felt called to be back in my hometown of Portsmouth I found that I didn't really like the London lifestyle. I knew that I didn't fit into the world of fashion and that my heart wasn't in it. So what I did know is that I wanted to do something creative where I was helping people, but I didn't know what that looked like yet. So I started teaching myself how to use Adobe software using Computer Arts Magazine. Uh, Back then there was no YouTube, which I don't really know how I would do my job without YouTube now because it's so useful. Um, I I kind of got going by doing odd jobs for friends and jumped on anything creative that I could do in whatever job I was doing so when I was waitressing I used to do the restaurant's sign writing boards uh, and I used to create sort of special event menus and things like that Uh, that helped me get a bit of a portfolio going and that was enough to get me a marketing job in a local college 
Uh, that's where I started to learn the ropes of professional graphic design. And I stayed there for a couple of years and then got a graphic designer role with a local design agency. But things for me really changed after I had my first son. So I think when you have children, as other parents will probably say the same, your whole perspective on life does a complete 360. Uh, and that was the point that I decided to take the freelance side hustle more seriously because I found the juggle of full-time work and family life really stressful and I felt like I was really missing out on uh, my son growing up uh, and it was just really hard sort of juggling the two and being present for both. So I walked out of that job <laughs> and was a bit lost for a while but I just kept designing and putting myself out there and basically got a couple of regular clients you being one of them gonna say um, I guess that's when we found you it was yeah 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 so that, cool. that was kind of the turning point for me and after that things just grew by word of mouth um and now I work with loads of small businesses and startups just helping them kind of realize their vision and get going on their self-employed journey which is really exciting yeah and um I've said it already in the introduction Jodie's not giving herself enough credit um, I've met many a graphic designer in London um, in previous jobs and you're easily the best graphic designer I've ever met so oh, thank you. this lady has skills for sure <laughs> very much so okay so getting everyone on the same like the same page let's start right at the beginning of why is branding so important for a business yeah so Branding is really important for businesses because it's basically design that's rooted in strategy. Um, it empowers you to really embody everything about your values and purpose. And it's always asking why. So instead of just knocking up a quick logo and winging it, which is fine when you get going and often what people kind of do to get going, it's an opportunity to really analyse what you're about as a business what you're trying to achieve and how you can continue to make conscious decisions that will really resonate with your ideal customer um, so customers today are basically like super savvy and they want to know that the people they spend their money with their values align with those brands so for example personally I'm really concerned about the environment and the health of the planet so if I was to look at sort of two brands that I'm going to buy into I'd rather spend my money with the one who's making a conscious effort to help counteract that problem and not add to it that makes sense yeah so it's just kind of it's just being much more thoughtful and much more aligned to like the future vision of where you see yourself and it can be quite an enjoyable process. Eh? I'm sure some people, you'll know more than me. What are your clients like? Do they enjoy this process or can they find it quite intimidating or stressful at the time? I think people find it in intimidating to start off with. But by the time they've kind of got to the end of it, they find it really useful. Yeah. I think it really just helps make sense of everything that's going on in your head. Yeah. So and that's exactly the experience I've had with you is... Yeah, it feels very like I've got all these ideas. It's very heady. And to see something visual in front of me is like, yes, that's what, that's it. Yeah. And then you can move forward from there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of being the person that can make something of that vision. I think a lot of people can look at stuff or have an idea of stuff, but just, just can't visualise it, can't make sense of it. So I'd be the person that sort of comes in and helps make that a reality. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so I obviously know you well and therefore know that you very much spe um, specialise now in brand identity. Yep. Could you explain to people what that is and what that process would involve? Yeah, so it really starts with identifying who they are, what makes them different and how we can create a brand identity that is aligned purposeful and unique to them so by considering where they want to be in the future what we're doing is creating something with more meaning and longevity so it gives the client a clearer focus moving forwards um, 
what happens in the process is it basically starts with a questionnaire. This is where I would ask things such as what's their purpose for doing what they do? What is it that gets them out of bed to do this thing? Um, what's their vision for the future? So where do they see their brand in two years time, five years time? And what makes them different? So when you're approaching any sort of brand identity, you're trying to find the thing that's unique about you and that's going to make you stand out above everyone else offering the same thing, because we all have something that's unique to us. The other things are ideal customers and visual questions such as what colours resonate with them the most. So there's always a point in the brand design process where I would look at colour psychology and try to use colours that are going to connect with people on an emotional level um, to help subconsciously communicate a particular feeling when they interact with that brand. Mm -hmm. So by putting the groundwork in at this point, they can really start to visualise their own brand. And then I come in to help make sense of those thoughts and bring the whole thing to life. So I think people intuitively as you'll probably agree, we've, we've all kind of got that intuition within us. I think people intuitively know what's right for them in their business, but they just need the help and support to get them there. And that's the bit that I love about what I do. It's making those things happen for people and kind of boosting them up along the way. Yeah, such an interesting process and a random question for you. I, you know, I've watched you do this. You and I have also do, done lots of product development together. And that's kind of me. That's a meandering process as well, isn't it? Until you find the ideal final product design. Yeah. What, what happens in your mind when you are doing this? Are you speaking to the person and you instantly kind of can see the style? Or is it a process when you're in front of your computer? When does it start to come to because your final design is always gorgeous absolutely stunning when does it all start to come together for you if that makes sense I think more often than not I get a vision really quickly just right. from a person so I think I just get like a vibe from people I kind of know intuitively where they're at their energy the type of thing that would represent them and it's trying to kind of pull that intuitive vision that I get from them and tie that into where they kind of want to go with their business yeah so I feel like it's approached from two angles like I have this I, I really kind of want to align their business branding to them and their personality and the vibe that I get from them but then we need to also be strategic and make sense of it so it is you know proper sort of business branding that's aligned and suitable to what they actually want to do mm. oh love that okay so and naturally but the next question really helps with this um what or why is it so important do you think to bring a graphic designer in for this part of setting up a business yeah um i think it is important so mm. firstly i think for design longevity a graphic designer and probably more specifically a brand designer um, they're invested in your business journey as much as you so they're really kind of along for the ride they want the best for you and your business uh, they're there with loads of ideas and advice that they've picked up firstly from their own experiences and also what they've picked up with other clients on their journey so they get that kind of real um like a, a whole load of knowledge that they can kind of bring to the table uh secondly the logo and brand assets would be designed in the correct way from the start so for example oh, true yes yes i've learned that one the hard way yes <laughs> you'd have a so for me i use professional design software so adobe creative suite um, all my logos I would design using Illustrator, which means they're vectorized. They can be scaled to any size with no loss of detail. Um, and also the option of using it on a transparent background. We'd kind of consider things such as licensing, um, 
font use and things like that. Everything's just kind of done professionally from the start. We'd also consider what's out there with regards to competitors and we'd aim to create something unique to you. So the example that I thought for this was the Conscience Crystals branding. We did the icon of the Lemurian crystal. Yeah. yeah. So you had the vision of, you know, this this was kind of the next step that you wanted to take with the branding um, and you wanted to create a unique vector graphic. So I had that photo of the Lemurian crystal and then I've created the vector specifically for that. So you won't get another one like that elsewhere it's unique to you so just things like that I think it it just makes everything so much more personal and unique and just professional from the start so basically instead of doing something which I see I see a lot of um what it be like business courses suggesting that people could go to an online digital marketplace and just buy buy things but like you said therefore it's going to be seen everywhere yeah I think you're just going to get something much more unique to you. Yeah. And um, you're probably not going to want to change it as quickly. Obviously, design evolves over time and things will kind of have a shelf life and you'll need to refresh stuff. But I think if you just take the sort of cheaper route to start off with, you'll you'll be revisiting it so yeah. much quicker. Yeah completely agree with that I've done that and that's I was going to add my own little point in here as well which is because I do I was a fine art painter I do not have the skills that Jodie has but I know what looks nice in a 2d form although I can't put it into digital form like you can Mm. but back at the beginning of my businesses I would definitely think this is something I could do and I would try to do it myself but I've found over, I mean, it, it feels like it takes so much longer to do it yourself and you're probably not going to like anything because you're so close to it. You're so attached to it. I think when you're the business owner and you just live and breathe everything that you do, it's really helpful to get the outside point of view. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to find the right graphic designer and having a good bonding and a connection with someone that it's a natural relationship especially almost maybe Jodie over other business partnerships you can do do you think graphic design because they're basically illustrating the business and the business owner to a point yeah aren't they yeah I think with with the kind of whole process of brand design you need to really feel comfortable in providing feedback yeah Um, And I think if you've got that good relationship with someone, you're going to be so much happier with the outcome, because if you feel like you can say this isn't quite sitting right, can we, you know, take a look at some other fonts, this colour's not quite right, you're kind of going to collaborate so much better throughout the process rather than just, you know, this is here, this is your logo, here it is packaged up, off you go. I think just the whole process is just probably much more thorough if you do have that good relationship yeah and I would say as much as the beginner's mentality is I must must save money and you know bottom line is like got to look after the bottom line and all that I find I was taking longer I wasn't happy and therefore it's definitely going down the the route of we'll be rebranding at some point yeah and then I met you and worked with you and you'd basically give me what I wanted but better straight away or at least you know if I was asking for tweaks it was always tiny things isn't it it's like it's not the main thing I mean you're very good at sometimes suggesting more than one idea so people yeah. can see different concepts is that normal do you do that a lot or does it depend on the person I think it depends on the person and the business I think some businesses really lend themselves to a couple of directions Mm, Um, probably quite sort of corporate businesses it's just got to be so clear in the way that it's communicating something that really there's not like a multitude of options Uh, yeah that makes sense get go um yeah so you're not going to be as creative then in all the different concepts that you could go down that makes sense Yeah, and that'd be my message to people is if you think you're budgeting by trying to do it yourself or to try and buy something online, 
if you're buying it online, there'll be lots of other people also buying that thing online thinking it's unique. So you'll find it somewhere else quite quickly. I've been there, I've done that as well. And when you get something back from someone like Jodie, you actually, I mean, every time I'm like, I love this, I'm proud of this. I want to be this. This is better than my con, you know, this is nicer than what I thought was coming my way. Yeah. So long term, it's something you aspire to be rather than kind of trying to do it yourself and never quite quite owning it. Is that yeah. the right phrase? Never quite hitting the spot with it. There you go. Yeah. I think, you know, as small business owner myself and probably as you found. I think time is money and you realise how valuable your own time is. So if someone else can do it quicker and better, why not invest that money and outsource it? That's and so then, true. you know, focus your own time on the things that you're really good at. Yeah, yeah. Because we do at the beginning think time is money and therefore I'll do it myself. And it's like, no, that's not how that works because you probably just 10x the amount of time you're going to take yeah um you know it ends up costing doesn't it you need to get to the point of earning and therefore get there like invest in the business setup not for everything my two things would be definitely graphic design and um, an accountant at the beginning that's the two things if I, I would say accountant first and graphic design very quickly afterwards would you agree with that Jodie or is there a different different things you would yeah I think definitely from a startup point of view I think the the graphic design side really kind of arms you with the confidence to just get out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're not going to make a business if you're just sat in the background hiding away from things. Whereas if you're really proud of something That's and true. you want to show people what you do and the graphics and branding that you've got behind that make you feel really proud of everything that you're doing, then ultimately you're going to be more successful. That's so true. I've literally just today actually uh, launched a podcast episode talking about naming your business and how when you're picking a name, you need to say it out loud and you need to see how you feel energetically saying it. Because you, we plan it, we all do all this design stuff in our head, don't we? And we can like, oh, I like that name in my head. And then I say it out loud. It's like, oh no, that's not not great and it's the same and therefore if you carried on without double checking you're happy there's always this tentative uncertainty around it yeah and it's the same with the graphic design when you're new and you're going to go out into the world you almost need an army of things behind you you're really happy about and passionate about because you are probably already feeling quite insecure in the you know brand new business everything's quite new I'm about to go out to the world saying I'm a self-employed person but if you've got this army of lovely things behind you you're really happy with then they'll support you rather than kind of fight against you a little bit yeah rather than hinder you definitely yeah, yeah. okay so we may have already answered some of the next question because I went off on a bit of a tangent then but it'd be lovely to know what your thoughts are on the common errors that people make when they start to brand their business. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I guess from my point of view, I think jumping on current trends and not considering whether that type of design is appropriate to your target market or your vision is probably quite a common mistake. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... For me, the best branding is probably simpler designs that grow over time and evolve with the brand. Um, I think the common misconception that with branding is that it's all about the logo, but it's really not the logo. Um, it's about the sort of whole vibe of the brand. So it's a combination of the colour palette, the photography, the font personality, and the tone of voice that you're using, they're all kind of equally as important. So I think there's so many things that look amazing. And I think we all get this magpie syndrome and we're like, oh my God, that looks amazing. I want my business to look like that. But if it's not kind of, you know, working with color psychology and all those other things that make up the brand, it's perhaps not gonna be as successful. So I think mm -hmm. that's that's probably a big mistake that people make. Um, another thing I would say is that 
often people want to just go in all guns blazing. Uh, they just go, this is what I want. This is a logo. This is the colours that I like. And they don't really look at the strategy part. So things aren't kind of anchored in that sort of meaning that you get from doing the strategy from the get-go. Uh, by strategy, do you mean kind of where am I going? What do I want the outcome to be? Yeah, exactly. Customers? It's, it's kind of really thinking ahead. So it's it's kind of acting from the here and now rather than two years time down the line. You know, the That's strategy is really where you want to be in the future. So you're trying to not future proof what you're doing, but it's always going to have more meaning and more longevity if you're looking at it from a point of view you know where where is this business going which is very that's quite um again like law of attraction or be be the business you want to be yeah isn't it definitely create that style now so again your vibe your frequency matches where you're going rather than who you are right now yeah and I think it's a good opportunity to to do that like maybe the point that you're at right now you don't feel totally confident in what you're doing and I think most people when they do start up a business it's really scary but if you can kind of visualize how you're going to be two years down the line um what kind of people you're going to be working with what kind of prices you want to charge that's all the things that we can take to create this branding and kind of help make that happen exactly like you said the law of attraction and what's interesting about that is now you're making now a moment ago I said to you what I love about the work that you provide for us is it's things I aspire to like I'll t- I'll ask for something and you next level it but that's probably what you're doing deliberately maybe JD or accidentally but you're being who I want to be in two years where I'm asking for what I am now but I can feel my energies rise with yes that's better I want to do yeah. that more yeah definitely interesting it's good to try and push people yeah good (laughs) push people forwards um yeah so other common errors um cheap logos we obviously we've touched on this so I've had to fix quite a few logos for people that they've either pulled something off Pinterest and put their name in it or they've used um other kind of cheap graphic design sites um and generally the problems that we have are they're not vectorized they're like direct copies of another logo um so an example of this is i had a client in with me last week and a friend of hers started up a business um had a logo done with uh fiverr and when she was doing her own sort of mood board for the project that we were working on she came across exactly the same logo, but with a different name. And she was like, did you realise that this is already a logo for someone else? And obviously that's quite crushing for someone who's invested their money into something, thinking they've got something sort of unique, but actually it's just a ripoff of something else that is already on Pinterest. So, yeah, I think you get what you pay for. And if you want something unique, then professional design is the way to go. Can we also highlight to people, because this is more important than I think, that we're talking very much graphic knowledge here, so people may not be aware, but how important a vectored image is. What is that and how? why, why is that so significant with their logos? Yeah, so a vectored image is basically something that you create in professional software such as, well, it's, it's created in Adobe Illustrator and it enables you to scale your logo to infinite sizes and it loses no quality of resolution so you could have a logo and stick it on a billboard and it will look perfect whereas if you've got a little png or jpeg image of that logo and you blow that up to like a large format size it will start to pixelate because it's it's made up of pixels so it's all about creating something as a vector Um, And then you've also got the flexibility to change the colours of that quickly and easily. You can kind of do clipping masks and things so you could put images behind it. And probably the most popular thing is just having 
the ability to put your logo over images and have a yeah. transparent background and it just looks perfect you're not going to get any of that kind of fuzzy resolution yeah yeah and I like I learned that the hard way by designing a logo at some point on a white background and therefore basically the white background was and I think I saved it to, to JPEG so it flattened the image yeah. and I basically had a white background logo that I could never put anything this is like day one when I was learning photoshop I think yeah um, and it's really frustrating because then you're like oh everything has to have a white background now yeah, or yeah. white box over the top of everything and it's pretty easy to make sure something is vectored, isn't it? This isn't complicated. If you asked a graphic designer for a logo, that's probably how they're going to give it to you, surely. Yeah, it's, I mean, generally it's industry standard to create yeah. logos as vectors, but I think there's a rise in people doing branding with uh, Procreate, which I've just started sort of dabbling in. Um, but it looks like with that, you can create PNGs, which you can still create logos with transparent backgrounds but you're not going to have the ability to scale it and size it so again I just think for that longevity um, for small businesses if you're ever looking to do sort of big shop graphics or van graphics or you know big kind of wall displays or something where you want your logo huge it just you won't have that problem further down the line like okay. it's such a headache to try and fix that later yeah. on and it also makes sense with people thinking that they can just grab a image that looks like it probably could be a logo off something like you said like pinterest and that really must be a very small pixelation mustn't it you probably can't increase those at all without losing its no you can't everything will kind of pixelate um the larger you make it there's some yeah. software that i use uh where we can kind of upscale photos and things like that if they're slightly lower resolution um but yeah the other kind of issue that you're going to get with just pulling images off of pinterest for example and sticking your business name underneath is have you kind of considered copyright yeah um obviously when you get things done professionally we're gonna be considering logo um copyright and licenses for fonts and things like that you need to know that you can use everything commercially if you haven't bought the rights to use it or licensed it then you're probably breaking the law as well yeah <laughs> so it's things like that that you probably wouldn't know as a startup whereas using a professional designer that's kind of standard standard stuff that we would consider and it's not scary is it like the licensing sometimes if you happen to be in love did I buy a font once that was hundreds but we used it loads but generally they're not a lot at all are they but it's you need that license that's for commercial use yeah yeah and you'll get different licenses uh for using it on a desktop or using it for a logo um as you would for using it on a website so I think especially for me like generally I work with sort of startup businesses so budgets are slightly lower so we would consider free fonts such as um google fonts yeah and they can be used on websites um so they're really good but then i would perhaps use premium fonts to create logos and things um and then obviously just take into account the cost of the license for that cool thank you jody because i think that when you're starting out there's so much to learn isn't there and this is again why a professional sometimes it's good to bring in because you're probably already it's a lesson a day if not 10 lessons a day when you set up a business yeah. it carries on always being 10 lessons a day with the business owner doesn't it definitely but you're very good I know with me if we're designing something you're very politely not too often but you will be like have you got that license did you get that license and I don't it feels like you're ticking off making sure I've covered myself which yeah. is and I would not necessarily, you know, I'm quite um, left brain with my planning, business planning, aren't I? But I, I don't remember until you tell me. So it's good to have that kind of backup skill with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, just particularly much. <laughs> cool. Okay. Is there any other things to cover with this? So common errors? Um, yeah, I think another one that, I would say is quite a common error is 
like basically starting branding and then just having things designed by different people so it starts to get really inconsistent someone might do you a flyer and use a different font to the sort of social media graphics that you've had done um or they might do some van graphics and again it's like a different font and slightly different colors and the problem with that is it's not kind of keeping the visual consistency that the human brain needs to build recognition so with branding you need to make sure that everything is it's just consistent so with colors and things like that that we put together for color palettes you'll have hex references cmyk and rgb references so no matter what you're creating you're always going to have exactly the same colors and and we'd also sort of give uh, uh, font guides so everything that you do get created in future would hopefully follow the same guidelines and just keep that consistency so i think where you can just try and either use the same designer or just have like a bit of a brand guide so it can be passed on to anyone else that's doing design for you and they just stick to the rules basically just keeps it consistent and that really needs to be almost to a point a dropbox folder that you share with people doesn't it yeah. with everything in there ready to go yeah so that's generally what i do with any um brand startup package they'll get uh, a set of logos in all the different formats we would do sort of long version logos wordmark logos icons and then you'd get references for how to use the fonts that have been suggested and also the breakdown of the colors so yeah that would that's kind of a very standard thing to have i think with brand design and it's not you don't realize how important it is until you need it like the amount of times yeah. i'm like what was those color codes again yeah. something like that okay so there's a lot of people i think out there i'm pretty sure i've had this train of thought myself as well in the past which is oh it doesn't matter too much you know if i if i get the branding wrong now or i like i'm going down one path if it's wrong then i'll rebrand it's fine be nice to know your take on that. Um, is it a good idea to rebrand, do you think? Well, I think with rebranding, I think the best time to do it is when you're at a turning point. So ideally, you've been in business for a while. You've got a bit of a client base going. You understand who your customer is. Then when you kind of do come to rebrand, you really know the ins and outs of what you're doing. And that's when you can get really strategic with what you do and try and hone your designs so they really kind of resonate with the right people um and when you're at that turning point i think that's the opportunity to really up level your business you could do stuff such as raise your pricing adjust your services and take the opportunity of the rebrand to build momentum so i think it's a good time to rebrand when you're at a turning point in business but I think if you're just kind of getting bored of what you're doing and you keep changing it up again it goes back to the sort of common errors with branding I think it just confuses people you need to constantly be putting out the same visual clues so people just know that that's you they just recognize what you're doing they link those visual graphics to that person and that business and you just need to sort of stay consistent. I've noticed recently, if someone changes their Instagram icon, I may never realize it's them again. Like you said, like people chop and change. Is Instagram, they probably don't register how significant their little profile image is. But for me being a visual person, I barely ever remember someone's Instagram name if it's a business name, but I know their image. Yeah, or you'll just remember a color yeah yeah whenever I kind of log on to Instagram I just it just the color of the conscience crystals yeah I know instantly not even really happen to sort of see the logo like that's the color of conscience crystals and I just know you know you've got a story up or you're going live so yeah it's just those small visual clues consistently yeah so chopping and changing because you like the because creative people love a bit of refresh don't we it's a bit of a habit (laughs) yeah 
Um, but I did notice that. So originally when we set up Conscience Crystals, we just went for black and white, didn't we? That was the colours. And when we changed to these kind of, it was the mint one particularly that really dramatically changed, mint background from a white background. We yeah. got lost for a while. People didn't know where we'd gone. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a lesson to me of, okay, you, you, yes, you can change, but you can't change a lot. <laughs> Don't confuse people because it will affect your sales. Yeah. But what you're saying is quite interesting because it's almost like, right, if you're going to rebrand, make the most of it, like up level yourself or create a momentum at the same time, like bring people along with you. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Just is... that time for, you know, a, a fresh new start. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Cool. OK, so last question. It's probably a big question. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know um, your branding lessons and just generally things that you could share with us that you've learned over the years. Yeah, so the biggest lesson that, <laughs> that I've learned over the last couple of years is that it's much easier to do branding for other people and feels virtually impossible to do for yourself. Um, I think probably most designers and brand designers have exactly the same problem. Um, and I know that sort of rebranding my own things that I was doing, I think I probably rebranded two times or three times in two years because it was like, oh, this is what I am. This is what I'm about. No, nope, that's not quite right. I need to change it. Um, so it felt really difficult to do for myself. But again, I think that's it's me, my brand, my business. I'm in the thick of it. It's really hard to have that sort of bigger perspective yeah. which is why it's good to get a brand designer in um for your business rather than try to do it yourself um and I I sort of always find that when I design for other people I've literally got visions in my head within minutes whereas for me it's just like a chaotic load of images going through my head about this is what I am this is what I want to look like so yeah, really, really hard to do for yourself, but really cool to do for other people. Can I ask the really complicated question that's probably hard to answer then? Yeah. You're now your branding is stunning. It's very you, it's perfect colours for you. Can you remember what made you home in on that? That may be a hard question. Why that yeah, one? So Why did you go for that one? I think obviously what I do is graphic design and it's all about communication and clarity. So Orange is like a key colour in colour psychology for clarity. Not kind of like a bright orange, but like a kind of spring, fresh, slightly toned down, sort of muted orange. Yeah. So I felt really drawn to that colour at that time. There was something about that colour that I was like, this just feels right for me right now. Um, and I kind of wanted to have this spiritual element, which is where I bought the lilac in. Um, obviously working with you, um, doing Conscience Crystals and doing GemmaPetherbridge.com. I kind of, I love that spiritual side of businesses. Yeah, and you're very much specialising in that to a point now, aren't you? Or it's coming yeah, through I mean, quite a bit. Yeah, I kind of have lots of, lots of different types of businesses that I work for. And I think I don't like to get bored. I like doing different types of design. I think if I was just churning out the same types of design, I'd quickly get bored. Mm. Um, but definitely for me, I, I wanted that combination of like kind of quite bold graphics. So I've got like a really nice bold font, but I wanted that soft, approachable, friendly, slightly spiritual vibe. So that was the influence of the colours for my rebrand and and the fonts and things like that and I think generally it's it's gone down the way I wanted it to go anyone that's looked at what I do they're like it just feels really friendly and approachable and that's what yeah. I wanted I, I want anyone to be able to sort of come to me and ask questions and not feel intimidated and you know that that's no, all lovely that's but it's also very very you spot on for yeah. like who I you know if I, I couldn't pick anything better it's perfect for you yeah thank you <laughs> cool. so yeah um other branding lessons 
probably a big one that I kind of really saying a lot to a client that I've got at the moment is there's no such thing as perfect and don't let that stop you from launching so I know how it feels to be like really paralyzed by perfection and you don't want anything to be wrong but I think that also stops you moving forwards so I would say that you just need to get it to a point where you can get going and then just adjust things over time and it will never be finished I think there's always a better way to do things there's always a way to tweak things you need to see sort of what works for your customers so it's always a constant work in progress that's a that's a big thing I'd say just don't get hung up on perfection just get going (laughs) um other other branding lessons so yeah obviously we've already talked about it a little bit earlier on but I think just cutting corners and taking the cheap option it just means you're gonna pay to put it right further down the line so just try and save that money and do it right from the get-go it's gonna serve you well in the long run um Try it's probably going to give that initial confidence boost that you really do need at that, especially as a woman. What yes. is the phrase, um, Jody? We talk about this a lot, and I'm going to forget it now. Uh, imposter syndrome. Oh God, yeah. The brand. If you can nail your brand and it's something you're in love with, it really gives the imposter. It supports that, doesn't it? It really helps yes. sort of heal that, and it's like gets you above those worries. Yeah, I think it helps you own what you're doing. Yeah, it gives you that gives you that confidence, and you're not going to be. It needs to feel like it reflects you as well as works for your business. And I think when it when you can kind of strike that sweet spot, it's that's when it's really good. That's when you're kind of gonna show people what you're all about and get yourself out there. Because I think if you get the right brand as well, you then attract people, and it it matches you the brand. You attract people pretty much like you because they'll like that brand as well and therefore all of these fears we have of being questioned about what we do or confronted about it or just finding ourselves in dialogue with people where we're not feeling great I don't know about you but I don't really experience those and I think it's because those people who would say especially with crystals and all the woo-woo stuff I presumed I would be getting questioned all the time you know I don't ever get questioned even that tv thing um everyone was like oh this will be tough they'll question you they didn't no they were they were nice they were very nice to me apparently people took it as questioning but in the my mind thought I was going to get really questioned but I think it's because if you present your branding so well the people who would question you you're just not going to get them they're just going to not see you in the world because they would go to a different company yeah that people will just naturally vibe with one person more than another. Yeah. I think if all those elements of your branding just kind of sing from the same song sheet as your ideal customer, like you say, you're just going to attract those people. And the more of those people you attract, I think you just start to build that momentum, don't you? That's when you get the word of mouth. You start to attract other like-minded people. Yeah, it's just, it's a really nice way of doing business. It just feels definitely much more purposeful. Yeah. Go on. Sorry, I interrupted. Go for it. Um, yeah, so what were we talking about? So it's other, other lessons. Yeah. So I think you need to just really put the thought and energy into your brand from the get-go because that makes it so much easier to stay motivated and excited by it. So you need to consider what your mission is, what your vision is and what your purpose is for doing what you do. And that's what helps kind of keep you on track and also helps you make better decisions for your business. Again, it's just having those kind of guidelines. It's like, this is what it's all about. This is what I need to stick to. Just kind of stay in your lane and the right people will come. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I'd say probably the last thing is to think about the future of your business and try and design with longevity so if you're a product business just looking for a logo and brand colors to get going that's fine obviously to get going to get started but you need to think about how your brand might grow over time so are you going to have custom packaging 
Are you going to have branded stickers and tissue paper? Are you going to have branded boxes? Would you love to eventually have your own shop? You know, you need to sort of try and think bigger. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger your vision is, the more exciting your branding can be. And I think it can help you manifest that vision. I love that. And I'm guessing if you think long term and consider everything that you may need, especially if you're going to then come to someone like yourself, you'd be able to be like, right, okay, well, I need to make sure these colours would look good in a shop or would look good on packaging or... Yeah. Not, and exactly. you're not going to have bitty designs as you go. It'd be the whole picture. Yeah. So obviously when we did your branding, there was there was always that kind of element of product design coming along the side. Yeah. And there was the element of like a service-based business coming along the side. So it's, it's considering all those things when you're designing. Um, another client who I did sort of just a logo design for, she actually wanted to open a shop. So that was really influenced by um, interior design because we were really kind of thinking about how do we want these people to feel when they come in this shop? What sort of colours are we going to have on the wall? What's the paint going to be like? What's the flooring going to be like? And that really influenced the design that way. So I think you just really need to sort of dream big. What I'm hearing from you is instead of seeing it as an intimidating process, like love this process because it's also a really gorgeous way of bringing in the future of your business your business like again law of attraction yeah like be creative create that energy because it's more likely to bring in anyway these lovely vibes definitely so thank you Jodie what an interesting episode which has had I know there's so much information in there that people are going to find really useful so anybody who wants to get in contact with you or wants to sort of follow you in the future, how would they be able to do that? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and you need to search for at rad underscore underscore creative. And you can see me currently trying to learn reels. So please <laughs> laugh at that. I feel your pain. <laughs> Definitely. I hate reels, but yes. <laughs> I'm trying to do them more. Um, and my website is www.radcreative.co.uk and that's where you can find all the information on my services and also check out some of the work that I've done for other small businesses. Yeah, do go and have a look at Jodie's online portfolio, isn't it? Online portfolio, is that how you say it? Gorgeous, everybody, go and have a look. Okay, so I will add that to the episode notes so it's easy click through. Thank you again, Jodie. such an interesting episode and until next time guys have a good week see you later